This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. If you notice in your insert, it doesn't say that at all. Um, I received this and was writing it down yesterday. So if you have your U version, Noreen, thank you. She went in and changed it. If you have your phones, you can go to U version and then hit your three dots on the side and then hit events and select Church on the Rock and you will see the sermon notes in there and the scriptures. So if you want to do that, you can. And also the guys on PowerPoint have the points and the scriptures. Uh, the reason I like to put the scriptures up is because I like, I like it that people take them home and they study them through the week and they, they work on it and they keep the message inside of them. What good is it to preach a message if we forget it by the time we get home? Amen? So anyway, that's why we do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word. Still hearing it, guys, if you can help me. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the, the spirit that we felt here today. Lord, we thank you that you, God, have lifted hearts and have touched the oppressed and depressed and discouraged today. You've given them a joy and a glimpse of your in control, Lord. And Father, we submit our wills and our heart today to you in Jesus' name. Amen. What would our world be like if we all made a distinct decision and we made up our mind that we were going to give our lives away, that we were going to give it all away to the Lord? Jesus told Peter, he said, hey, Peter, anyone who keeps his life for himself, in other words, anyone who keeps his life for me, myself, and I, that selfie kind of a person, the Bible says he shall lose it. He's not full. But you who give up your life for me really find that true life. And I'm telling you today, if you're looking for that true life, the true life is found in not acquiring and getting more for yourself and being indulged and absorbed in, in yourself, me, myself, and I. But the key to truly being satisfied and truly living is when we learn to give ourselves away. Somebody say amen. We learn to give ourselves away. Paul even said, uh, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 2, he said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your, everybody say, reasonable service. When we think about all that God has done for us, how many out there God has done some miraculous, marvelous things for? Amen? If that's you, say amen. When you think about that, it's our reason, it just stands to reason. It's the right thing to do. If God has done so much for us, isn't it the right thing to do to come and just present our lives back to him? That's what I'm talking about when I say give your life away. And notice it uses it like a sacrifice. That we literally take our lives and we set it as a sacrifice to the Lord. And the sweet aroma and the presence of our sacrifice being burnt and lifted up to the nostrils of God or up to heaven, it's a sweet savor to him. It's our reasonable service to give our lives away. But what would the world look like if it wasn't about me, myself, and I? What would happen if we had our heads on what I call a spindle, where our, our heads are just on a spindle every day, where we're looking for the people that are lonely? We walk into our work. We go home to our neighborhood. We come into church. We, we wake up in the morning and we sense where our wife is at or where our children are at. What would happen if our head was on a swivel? Our head was on a swivel and it was always looking of how it could be an encourager. How it could help someone. How it could speak a, a, a timely word in a time when somebody needs it. Or how our voice or our lips could just be an uplift, uh, upliftment. That's what 
giving ourselves away? What would it be like if our church really gave ourselves away? What would it be like if we really got serious to get outside these walls? What would it be like if we really got serious and said, we're church on the rock. We as a people, we're going to make a difference in our community. What would that look like? That, that's where we don't come to church just to be a consumer. But we come to church to where we say, I want to contribute with my life. I don't want to just consume the blessings of God and always take, take, take the things of God and be blessed, blessed, blessed. I'm for that. But there comes a time where that's got to be reciprocated and pressed back out to the people. Amen. And that's where the word says, isn't that our reasonable service? Reasonable. Doesn't it just stand to reason? How many think it ought to be that way? Somebody does something great. It doesn't just stand to reason. It's not that you're trying to pay him back. It just stands to reason that we show our gratefulness. But I love the way that Paul encouraged Timothy. If you want to go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. And I'm going to be reading out of NIV. And you guys may not think much about this. In fact, I even asked the Lord today, do I really need to say that? Is that something between you and I or whatever? But if you remember about a month ago, I kind of put down NIV and said, ah, for me, that's not the one I read and blah, blah, blah. The Lord really kicked my tail on that one and said, hey, what about people that have NIV? The pulpit isn't a place to tell personal preferences. I like this or this is how I feel about it. The pulpit, there's so much truth, we need to keep personal preferences off the pulpit. Amen? There's so much truth to say. So if you have an NIV and you're reading it, God bless you. We're going to read from the NIV today. Amen. But think about this. I love how Paul encouraged Timothy and how Paul had some boys, you might say, Titus and Timothy and different guys that he'd set in different places that he'd started churches. And he stayed in contact with these boys. And he was like, hey, Tim, the church that I got you, when he's talking to Timothy, Paul was like, hey, Tim, the church that I've got there for you, keep them with the right perspective. Help them realize what really matters in their life. Keep that church focused and don't let them be distracted with, with stuff around them that doesn't matter. And look at this, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Look at this. He says, command those. How many think that's pretty, pretty direct? Command those, very direct, who are rich in this present world. Now, some of you say, well, that's not me. I, I, I'm not rich. It, if you can think of somebody that is less fortunate than you are today, somebody say you're rich and you're blessed. Can you think of somebody that is less fortunate? When you look at the, at the worth of a dollar and, and look at what people have across the world, how many say that the United States of America is blessed and we love our country, amen? We love our country and we are a blessed people. We are a rich people. Tell your neighbor we are a rich people. So, so this speaks to you. Command those that are in this present world who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, and I put equals, who equals, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So scripture shows us right there, put your hope in God. He's the one which richly provides for your enjoyment. How many know that it's joy unspeakable, full of glory in the Lord? Amen? And then he says, command them. Here's where we're getting to it. Command them to, to do good. Everybody say to do. To do good. To be, everybody say to be. To be rich in good deeds and everybody say to be. To be generous and willing to serve. I want to go with that again. 
Tell the, tell the people at church, hey, let's keep a focus. Let's keep things in and, and not be distracted with, your, with what's going on in life where you forget what really matters, that God's the one that gives you joy. And he says, command these people, command church on the rock. Church on the rock, I command you today by the authority of the word of God to, to, to command these people, to command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and just willing to share. Amen? In this way that you'll lay up treasures for yourself as a firm foundation for the coming age, that's one thing it does, and number two, so that you may take hold of the life that is truly life. Amen? So you may take care of that life that is truly life. So what Paul was saying, he was saying, hey, Tim, it's not about the stuff. It's okay to have the stuff, but just don't make that stuff where it has you. It's not about the stuff. It's God first living. Hey, Tim, remember this. And if you even read back in verse 9 and 10, remember this. Those who want to get rich can fall into temptation. And rich can be a trap to many. It can, be, it can make us do foolish and harmful things, and it can plunge people into destruction. That's verse 9 in 1 Timothy 6. Verse 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people are eager for money, and they've wandered from the faith, and they pierce themselves with many griefs. Guys, hear me today. There's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with having stuff. But this is an admonition to us as a church to say, hey, Tim, hey, guys, keep focus. Keep focus on what really matters. Keep focus on what truly living is. Hey, guys, I command you, I command you, if you're rich, to do good things to people, to do good deeds, to be irrational and almost extravagant in your generosity and your willingness to share all that God's given you. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. To share everything that God's given you. He, 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 guys, it's important that we keep, uh, uh, we, we, we keep our attention, we keep our focus right. He said, hey, Tim, living is when you're discovering that you're rich in good deeds. Wealthy is when your generous acts are good to others. When you're loaded is when you're others-oriented. When you have the bling bling, it's when you have irrational giving, amen? And when you're busted and broke, that's when you're willing to share and give it away. That's what he was trying to say. And one of the keys to life, I believe, one of the keys to, to living is realizing, realizing, write this down, that truly living is when you give yourself away. Truly living is when you give yourself away. Former, the former life was the, self, the selfie living, the self-absorbed living. Very, very empty. How many say it's empty? It's empty. But the latter life, A.D. Christ, after you get Christ and you take this formula and you do this, it's when you're truly living. You know, this is all through the Bible. Look at Paul's words in Timothy. They're also found through the Bible. Look at Proverbs 11, 24 through 25. Look at this. Pastor Jim read this a couple weeks ago. It said, give freely. Amen. How many know it's all about giving? Isn't that our, everybody say reasonable service? Isn't that the reasonable thing to do? Amen. Here's what it says. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and you lose everything. How many like the way that NLT says it? 
The generous will prosper, and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So giving of our resources or partnering with God, it's putting our money into circulation. Guys, when, when, that's one thing it is. When you give, when Carmen get up there and said, hey, some of you call it the tithe. Some of you call it the offering. Some of you saying it's all God. Some of you say, well, I pray and the Holy Spirit gives, tells me what to give. However you give. Some of you say, the way I'm going to give is the minute I get my paycheck, the first 10% going to the Lord because I want to give. However you give. However you decide to give, however you do it, do it in a, in a, in a generous, day, generous way. But when you're doing that, what you're doing is you're, putting, you're partnering with God and you're putting your money into circulation that's doing something to change the wor- world. Amen? So there's the giving of the resources that we see there in Proverbs, but there's also the giving of your time and talent. As you serve, as you encourage, as you clean, as you serve in the children's church, you work in the parking lot. Well, whatever it is, as you serve, you're giving of your talents. The scripture says that it's refreshing others. When you concentrate on refreshing others, I mean, you know we're talking about giving yourself away. Are you all with me today? We're talking, when you're refreshing others, how many know that you're going to be refreshed? Amen? I want us, I want us, church, here's what, 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 what I was marinating in or focusing on or thinking about a lot when I was on vacation is this. I want to discover or rediscover that truly living is when I've totally given myself away. I I not only want to totally give myself away, the next people that it would go to is I want our staff. I want Josh. I want Brayden, I want Caitlin, I want Noreen, I want, I want our staff, I want Pastor Jim. I shouldn't have started doing names because you, sometimes you look out and you can't remember your wife's name when you're up here. But, but I want everybody to have an attitude like Paul said, where Paul said that I came to spend and be spent. That it's not about me, it's about we. I, I, I want to give myself away. I could care less about titles. I could care less about positions. I could care, to be honest with you, I don't even like standing up in front of people and talking. It's just something that I do, all right? I I don't care. I just want, I want to be a church that gives ourselves away. Are you all with me? And to me, it's our reasonable service to do that. I just don't want to sit and soak and get stagnant. I want to be a church on the cutting edge. I want us to be that way. Now, in that scripture, in that First Timothy scripture, it said, command them, this really just popped out at me, command them to do good. Again, I want you to, to, to think about that, to do, to do. Everyone has to-do lists. I want you to think about that. that. That's a word in the spirit. I want you to command people that are rich to do good work. It's it's an action. It's something that we do. There are some, here's your point, number one, there are some to-dos that we need to do. There are some to-dos that we need to to do. Amen? There are some things that we need to be to others. There are some generosity and some to-do list that we need to be. So we not only need to to be, to do, 
We need to to be. Didn't know he was going to do all that, but that really makes a lot of sense. To do, we need to be. You know what the Lord told me just this morning? He said, Brian, he said, the to-dos are all around you. The to-dos are everywhere. If we woke up, and here's another word in the spirit. If you want to write down things that I heard, boom, in the spirit. One is put your head on a swivel. God said that to you? Yeah. Put your head on a swivel every day. With your family, with your neighborhood, with your work, wherever you're at. Put your head on a swivel. Get your head. You, you know, there was a lot of singing today about people going through stuff. You know that I found out when I am going through the hardest times, that if I will see other people, and I will look at other people's situations and other people's hardships, one, I'll find out that I don't have it as bad as I thought, and two, by giving myself away to these people, I find that I'm refreshed, and didn't that just what the Word of God said in Proverbs? That when you refresh people, then you'll be refreshed. It's a biblical principle. Sometimes the best way out of your depression or your discouragement or your lack or your insensitivity to the spirit or your coldness in God is to quit focusing on it and start focusing on others and give yourselves away. You that are mature in the faith, how many know that that's true? That when you change your focus, there's something to that, guys. But there's a lot of to-dos that we need to be. And to be means that we have to have our head on a swivel and to be, and to be there to do the to-do and to be there for it. Well, this is really confusing. Are you all as confused as I am? <laughs> no, really, it's dead on. Right? It's not even in my no. It's dead on. But to do the to-dos, we have to to be, and to be means our head needs to be on a swivel and we need to have availability. Everybody say availability. They're all around you. The Holy Spirit told me there's to-dos every day for every single person. You're uniquely formed. You're uniquely designed. You have, God planned things before you were even formed for you to do, but you need to be available to do. They're all around you. When I went camping, when I went on vacation, I didn't want to be a pastor. I'm a pastor 24-7. It never stops. Okay? I didn't want to be a pastor. That's why on my email I put the out of the office thing and all that. And you, you guys didn't. You guys are great. But I, I swear. You're not supposed to swear. Um, let's see. I what? I am serious about this. <laughs> there, there is like a neon sign over our campsite. You know, some people have, we're the Schroeders, or we're the somebodies. We're this, or we're that. They have their camp sign. I don't have a camp sign. But I, I'm telling you, it's like there is a neon camp sign that says, Pastor, blinking lights. Red, purples, blues, bleaking light, pastor, pastor, pastor. I usually listen to the 80s so we're not pumping out Christian music. 
I, I usually get back and listen to the Beach Boys. Dun, 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 and I'm, I'm camping, man. I'm camping. I'm, I'm, I'm unplugging a little bit. So it, it's not like we got the blackback Bible spread out and whoo, the praises of God are filling our campsite. Blessed be the name of God, Pastor. But these people find me. I can't believe it. They they find me. And uh, one one guy, John, he he comes over and he talks. And you always get to, well, what do you do? I always tell him I'm in construction. (laughs) I am. We're building lives. Now, you spiritual people that are giving me the dirty look, are you ashamed to be a preacher that got no? I'm just unplugging. And you know what? It's all right to unplug because Jesus unplugged. Amen? I don't, I, I, but anyway, there's this to be, to do's, and, and it's like the neon, but John comes over, and finally, I just said, John, I'm, the pa- I'm a pastor. Here's what the Lord says unto you. You didn't mess up with your kids. It's all right. They're going to come back, and it's going to be soon. Really? I mean, it's a successful guy driving. I mean, I'm sitting here in this little tent, and he's got the one that flips out on every side. Amen? <laughs> and, uh, and, and he's like, oh, thank you. And, but then, okay, it's like it's a neon sign. But then this last time we were in Hoffmaster. Dave, you know where Hoffmaster is? Over by uh, Muskegon and Grand Haven, over in that area. Great place to go. And we've learned, be, be careful, because if they know your pastor or church, they like camp with you all week. And, and, and so we, we, kind of, we kind of put some walls out. We, I mean, I wouldn't think nothing, but if you come to our tent, it's staked out, and there's a wall built around it. No, I'm just kidding. But, but anyway, uh, th- this lady named Gail comes over. She's on a cane. She's looking over her glasses. Hi, I'm Gail. And she's talking to us and getting in this conversation. And she goes, there's something unique about you. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, I'm a member of the Presbyterian Church. And I hope, I I don't know, but I hope you can see it. But the, the light of Jesus, I hope, is flowing off my face. I said, I, I even did this on Gail. I tried to act like I wasn't even born again. <laughs> I did. I, I, I tried to, I was like, acting like I had it dipped in. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I, because I, I'm not there to be. I didn't want to, I, did, I didn't want to be pastor, okay? But Gail keeps coming back. And then she starts saying, oh, I'm so hungry to be healed. I just, I, I, I'm a Presbyterian, and they never talk to us about that. And I've been watching Jimmy Swaggart's on TV, and, and he talks about healing. And, oh, I just wish I could get rid of this cane and be healed. And then, and then he talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, she said, I've been in the, in the church. I never heard that message. I, 
and she's telling me this, and I'm acting like, church, what's church? Who's Jesus? And I mean, I'm still doing the save me thing, all right? And because I was curious if she was going to witness to me. <laughs> you guys may think, man, this guy's crazy how he has fun. No. But listen, I got a point to all this. But as she's doing that, something in me can't not hear. Can't not explain. Can't not give. Can't not open scripture. She wore me down, man. You ask Carmen, she wore me down. One, one day we were trying to set up camp in two hours. And finally uh, she said, that chair looks awful comfortable. And we're sitting there, she's got her cane and stuff. And, and Carmen gets up and I'm like, oh no, she's sitting. Two hours later, she's sitting in our chair rocking on our camping trip. All right? But that's where I was hearing all that. And finally, and I'd already done that. Well, I need some stretching and all that stuff. But finally, um, finally I said, you know what, Dale? I got to level with you. I'm a pastor of the church in Illinois. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And she starts putting her cane. I knew it. I'm a pastor in Chicago, Illinois, and I actually went to Jimmy Swagger Bible College. Then she starts hopping the best she can. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. And, uh, and then I opened up and shared her what the baptism of the Holy Spirit was. I loved it. Opened up and shared how God wants to heal. How God sets free from disease sickness. He wants to fill with the Holy Spirit. And she said, do you think he can do that for me? I said, I don't think he can do that for you. I know he can do that for you. And she said, and she said, will you pray for me? How many know you got to be instant in season, out of season? Will you pray for me? I said, I will pray for you. Before we leave, I want you to go read those scriptures. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I want you to read those scriptures. I want you to study that I've told you. But I will pray for you when I, when I leave. And every day she'd go to the bathroom. Did I tell them the one thing? <laughs> True. Carmen said, if you have to ask, probably not. Okay. It really is funny. <laughs> oh, I better not. I'm already on that edge. All right. Okay. But anyway, uh, I said, yeah, I, I pray for you. But anyway, all, the next two days I saw her just she'd go this fast. Yeah, I swear it took us 45 minutes to go to the bathroom. That hi, wave at us. And we'd be like, hey, we gotta go. No, just kidding. And um, but but anyway. The last day it was pouring rain. And I keep seeing Gail pull her curtains and look over our way. To make sure we didn't get through before we started. In the drenching rain. 
worship. It's pouring rain. And she goes, I just didn't want you to get out of this without praying for me. And I said, well, let's pray. Guys, we prayed for her. I didn't even get to touch her head. And the power of the Spirit, boom, hit her. But we had to hold her up. And as we held her up, she took her cane and stuck it under her arm. And as we were holding her up, she began to get her prayer language, began to worship God in the spirit. And then we, and then we, we got done praying, and she said, Whew, I never had anything like that happen to me before. And she said, did, did I do it? And I said, you did it. She tucked that thing out of there, and she walked out like this to her. I'm telling you, brothers, sisters, there are some to-dos that we need to be for God. That's the word. Now look at this Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Told you there's a point to all that. Guys, here's what God told me. I didn't, want, I didn't even want to be available. Now you all can say, what kind of preacher is that? I ain't coming back here. A, a real preacher. That does it 24-7 and one to rest. Alright? But one, I couldn't rest. And two, God had some to-dos for me to do. Write that down. That's not even in my notes. God has some to-dos for you to do. Amen. Here's the other big one. We'll probably hit this another week. I'm only about a third way through. All right? Here's the other thing. Head on a swivel. I'm telling you, if your head's on a swivel, he will show you the hurting spots. How many of you say, God use me? God use me. God, I, I want to be a, your hands and feet. I feel a word in the spirit is, it's, it's around you every day. Mine was in Michigan, and, and, and I'm telling you that I didn't even want to do it. It was there. But when you do it 28 years, you notice it. You see them. Listen to me. Everybody look at me. There are things happening all around you in the spirit you don't even realize. I don't, I don't, I'm not condemning you not condemning you there are things that God wants you to do and to be something for him that's passing you by kind of like Jesus hey guys the Pharisees in the Old Testament they were the people that studied the law of Moses They, they knew the Old Testament they knew the law of Moses Yet when Jesus stood right in front of them, what the whole Old Testament is talking about, everything in the Old Testament is a type and a symbol and a shadow of Jesus Christ. When you see Moses throw the bitter, the, 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 the sweet uh, branch into the bitter water and it became sweet, that's a picture of Jesus, the branch, being thrown into your life and making your bitter experience sweet. Everything in the Old Testament talks about Jesus. Listen, they knew that. They were church people. 
They knew that Bible frontwards and backwards. And they didn't even know Jesus was standing in front of them. Here's what I'm telling you. You can come to church every week and hear messages every week. And I'm telling you, there are to-dos to be done every day at the church, here at the church. So what do you do about that? Give me an answer. Well, to me, the first one is you got to ask to have eyes to see. Is that too simple? Write it on your paper. If, if you want to be, to do something for the Lord and you want to be that person, First thing, say, man, they're passing me by. These stories pastors talking about, I've never had something like that happen. How many believe that God wants everybody to be saved? How many believe God wants to touch people like crazy? Well, wouldn't it stand to reason that if he's got all these people he needs to touch and he needs to talk to and, and he wants to say something to them or do something in their life, wouldn't it stand to reason that he would, that more people you could get involved with that, the better? Come on, wouldn't it stand to reason the more people you can get involved with that, the better? That's why Jesus said that when he goes away, it's important that he goes, because when he goes, the comforter is going to come and he's going to fill all of us. But Jesus said, these things and greater things you shall do in my name. Who knows that scripture? Who knows that scripture? Raise your hand if you know that scripture. These things, healing the sick, saving people setting people free, encouraging people, feeding the poor, clothing people, putting children. Jesus even worked in the children's ministry. Did you all hear, hear me? You that serve in the children's ministry, Jesus said, forbid not those children to come. And he set them on his lap, baby, and he ministered to them. Jesus was even in the children's ministry. Jesus was in the feeding the poor Mar Marlin and, and, oh, not again. Angela, where are you at, Marlin and Angela? Marlin and, An Jesus was in the feeding the poor. Jesus was in, now listen, Jesus said, these things and greater things you shall do in my name. Now, how many of you guys think we're going to do anything greater than Jesus did? No. You're not going to do any act greater than what Jesus did. I ain't seeing none of you walking on water or nothing. Or taking it, putting some fish and feeding 5,000. All right? Here's what Jesus meant by that. I'm only one person that can be a one person in one place. Everybody say one person, one place at a time. Well, God's got this whole world he needs to meet. And the reason we get saved is not to set and stick and is not to sit and soak and sit in the messages, but we're here to give it out. It's a reasonable service. As it's been given unto us, we need to give it back out. We are, listen to me, we are God's plan to evangelize this earth. We are God's plan. Church on the Rock, we are God's plan for Huntley, for Hampshire. There's other churches that's doing things, but for us and what our mission is, we are God's plan for this community. You are God's plan for your family. 
You are God's plan for your workplace. You are God's plan for your neighborhood. And you know what he told me this morning? I don't have a backup plan on that. There's some to do, to be done. Still on point here. Here's my point. I don't have that. Is this. The opportunities are surrounding us every day. For me, the first thing we need to say is, Lord, give me eyes to see. Anybody wants a word today? Honestly, there's a little bit of an angry preacher coming in here. When I get out the word, this is the word of the Lord. I'm telling you. And we need to ask God today. Don't just say, oh, I want a full sermon. I was inspired. I felt good. Ask God to open your eyes so you can see. Open your ears so you can hear pain and suffering and hurt and rejection, hopelessness. You were created Are you all with me? I'm going to read a scripture to you, then we're going to quit. It's what I've been preaching on the last few minutes is, is, is Ephesians 2, verse 8. I want us to really look at this. It says, for, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. I'm telling you to do good deeds and to do good works. But are you saved by good deeds and good works? Everybody say it loud. No. We're saved not by works. Thank you. Good job, Chad. So that no one can boast. There ain't no boasting in heaven. There ain't no boasting how much you did. Amen? It's, how, it's what he did. Give the Lord a hand for that. It's what he did. All right? Now, for we are... God's handy work. You are God's work. You are God's handy work. Handy, it's like, I'm thinking hands. His hands are on you. You are his project. Ooh, what a project some of you are. <laughs> what a project this one is. You're his handy work. Amen? Now look at this. Created. Created in Jesus Christ. Here it is. To do. Good works. Anybody, anybody get excited to see that besides me? I've read Ephesians 2, 8 and through 10 like for 28 years. As the musicians are coming. In Christ Jesus to do good works. Look at this next part. Which God prepared. Everybody say to do work which God Prepared in advance for your pastoral staff to do. Who's it to do? Guys, 
what Carmen said is why I was so excited. I've read Third John for 20 plus years. When I was camping, it opened up. I mean, that one never made a lick of sense to me, Third John. Um, but it just opened up to me. And, and you know, lick of sense is something uh, farmers say. What that is is when a cow's tongue licks you up the side of the head and it puts sense in your head. That's what the old farmers thought. I'm just kidding. I made that up. Okay. But 3 John is Paul, is John just saying, I am blown away by the kindness. When you read that scripture, who they're talking about in there, what that means in the Greek is traveling ministers. And what it says is John was like, I am so ecstatically happy about how you are taking care of traveling ministers. How you're taking offerings for them. How you're putting them up in motels. How you're taking care of them so they can do the work of God. It's blowing my mind. I've sent these people to give doctrine and do different stuff. I'm elated. I am super excited because I see God using you to do some things. What are you saying? I'm saying, the reason I said, hey, go back to that one, Chad, which God prepared for in advance for us, I said, for Pastor Brian to do or the pastoral staff, no, for us to do. It makes God happy and me the greatest joy, Pastor Jim, is when I hear you hit it out of the ballpark. sermons and how much you're growing it it, 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 it it blows my mind when Gary Gramontpre texts me and says pastor it is incredible to me to step back and see a church function and operate like it does with the lead guy he was encouraging me saying you've done an amazing job teaching the church and stuff it's hard for me to receive compliments I was sitting there thinking wow you guys are doing Sylvia, call, I called Sylvia on the phone, Sylvia and Sammy, and I have Car Caroline, when you get up here you forget names, Caroline, Caroline, Sammy, and Sylvia, Sylvia calls me, or I called her saying I'm giving my condolences, love to you and your family in your time of loss, but then Sylvia started talking to me said, Pastor Brian, oh man, Pastor Jim, Paul and Linda, the Rysons, the people have showed so much kindness to us. The Serenos, money's been given to us where we needed money to get family in and stuff like that. Food's been brought by. And I called Amanda and they waive all the charges you're supposed to have on stuff at church and she just and get this Sylvia don't let me tell it wrong but Mike Herrick have they just recently gotten saved like in how long just 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 recently Mike's parents gave their heart to the Lord through that situation. That's powerful to me. 
That's powerful to me. Mike's mom and dad are going to be in heaven with him. And to be absent from the Lord, absent from the body is present with the Lord. But Sylvia said, Brian, Pastor Brian, listen to this. My in-laws are like, can't figure out how kind your church is, how good the people are. Man, Pastor Jim just connects with my father-in-law and ministers to our family. Guys, I'm going to preach the rest of this sermon next week. Our church was a pointer, and our church was an invitation to Christ and to church by what by the good works and the good deeds that you guys did. I'm telling you that serving a meal is as important as preaching the gospel. Are y'all with me? When we take meals. Josh and Amy, did they take off? The brand new baby in here. How many took meals? Meals were taken to. Hey, guys, that's as important as the preaching of the word. Are you all with me? You all with me? I never thought of that point of Jesus in the children's ministry. Some of you guys that give up your time to be in the children's ministry, man, how you guys just serve. Man, that's as important as what's going on up here. Amen. Amen. Braden, tell them a, a little bit about the sign-up. And I have a specific altar call today that I want to give. But really pay attention to this announcement because we need you to remember it on your way out. Did I put you on the spot, son? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, I hesitated with this specific altar call today because I wanted to make sure it was God. Because kind of like that comment I made the other day about, well, I don't want to read the NIV. It's, 
Okay, sometimes we do things to where it makes people feel weird. Like, hey, if I got an you know, idea, is something wrong with me? All right, no, nothing's wrong with you. Your pastor just said something stupid, all right? Well, I have that attitude about everything. I'm going to ask you to come to the front today because I feel God's telling me to do that. I've, I've asked you over and over this, this week, and I feel he's telling me to do that. Now, if you do not come forward, it does not mean that you don't love the Lord. If you do not come forward, it doesn't mean that you're not a Christian and you didn't appreciate the word and all that. doesn't mean that. I just know that God is asking some of you to come forward. I went to Jimmy Swaggart Bible College, I told you, and I was there when Jimmy Swaggart failed. I was there when 1,500 students quit college. It was horrible. I was there. How many remember that day? I was there, okay? But something that happened at Jimmy Swaggart Bible College that I can never get away from is we went to the altar and prayed all the time. We just come up after a message like this was preached. We didn't just turn around and go home. We'd come up and we'd say, oh man, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to give my life away. I want to be used. Lord, I want to see with your eyes. I want to hear with your ears. I want to feel with your heart. God, use me today. Lord, let all the gifts of the Spirit be active in my heart tomorrow. Lord, when I go and work at the Mexican restaurant tonight to pay for my college, when, when, when I go work at the restaurant, Lord, I pray when I put those tracks in the toilet paper where they open it and it falls out in their lap and they read it and my phone number's on the back, I pray they'd call me. I pray I could lead someone. I pray I could be your hands. I pray I could be your feet. Lord, I pray for that drunk man I ministered to street witnessing the other day, Lord, I give myself to you. Lord, I want to be used by you. Take me, use me. Lord, I want to be a drink. We spent hours and something God did in me that he's continuing to do through me 28 years later is I care about people. I'm not a hireling and I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And you say, well, I didn't get to the campground. I did at the campground. All right? But I'm asking, I believe some of you need to come and say, I surrender. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we dismiss, I pray the Holy Spirit would draw people there to come and surrender. And to say, give me your eyes, give me your heart. To be built in these altars, I pray they would come in Jesus' name. You're dismissed. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.